Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood Podcast is all about investing in every girl from every generation to live intentionally, lead confidently, and love generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. I am so loving our new theme song, So Good by Doe. Doe is this amazing worship leader, and you're going to want to make sure that you check out all of her music on YouTube and Apple Music. It is going to bless you. I can't wait to hear more of her throughout this season. Hey, we're so excited to be kicking off season seven of the podcast, and this season we're going to be diving into a conversation that I am so passionate about. It's all about this collective calling that we share as believers. You know, Scripture is so clear that we all have this unique individual calling. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that each of us were God's workmanship, his masterpiece, and he has this specific purpose that he has placed on each of our lives. But my calling is not all about me, and your calling, it isn't all about you. Did you know that there are 59 one another's found in the New Testament? You know, things like love one another, serve one another, encourage one another, And then there's the tough ones like forgive one another and be patient with one another and put up with one another. You know, the the writers of the New Testament assumed two things when they were sending letters to the early believers. First, they assumed that if you were a Christian, you're in community. And secondly, that the community, it would be messy and hard. There's no such thing as the perfect church, no perfect small group, and no perfect friend. But community is God's perfect plan for you and I to grow in our faith, to fulfill our purpose, and to experience this joy that's going to sustain us even in our darkest seasons. You need to know, though, that this kind of community that we're talking about, it is not for the faint of heart. You're going to have to fight for it. But it's time, girls, that we get our fight back because waiting for you on the other side of that fight are people that God has positioned to strengthen you in your calling and those he is calling you to impart courage and confidence into their lives. So let's jump into episode one of this season, The Collective Calling. And we're kicking this season off strong with my good friend, Charlotte Gamble, is going to be in the studio. Charlotte's the author of 16 books. She has served in the local church in the United Kingdom for over 20 years. And now, in this recent times, she's investing in the leadership of churches all across the United States and around the world. Charlotte recently founded The Collective. It's this mentorship program that helps leaders to find community. And I can't wait for you to hear Charlotte's wisdom. So let's lean in. I am so excited because today I have my dear friend, Charlotte Gamble, in the studio. Charlotte, welcome to the show. Thank you. I love it. We get to hang out as friends with microphones. I know, right? (laughs) And you have been preaching already. You just got finished preaching three messages. So I'm just going to pray that the anointing that just flowed out of you onto our church family just kind of continues into our time together. Absolutely. And hopefully my voice holds out after all that speaking. That's amazing. Well... 
Charlotte, um, you know, so many of our listeners, they they know you, they know of you. They know you as the author of 16 books. They know you as a local church girl who has been pastoring a church in the UK for so many years, um, a conference speaker. But what they might not know is that in this last season that God's kind of called you into a new season. So I'd love for you to share maybe just a little bit about what's going on in your life and the season that he's calling you and your family into. Yeah, I love that I get to share that actually, because I do think a lot of people just, they can almost put a limit on, they say, that's what that person right. does, or that's who that person is, which we can do that to each other all the time. And But what if there's other things that God wants you to do mm-hmm. and step into? And so I think it's good to share the journey so that other people that right now, there might be something else God's asking them to do, has the courage to do it. So for me, I've been in the UK, I've been in the same church all my life, um, serving, leading, pastoring, love the local church with a passion. And I honestly um, never saw this season coming, but it's actually been one of the sweetest things that I've actually ever got to do. And I'm super grateful for it. So years and years ago, when I was leading and teaching, a lot of times people would say, hey, I would love it if you would mentor me. And honestly, if I'm being really honest, that question freaked me out. Because when I think of mentors, I think of like Yoda, you know, Star Wars, like the green thing that talks in weird sentences. And I'm like, I don't think I'm that wise. And I don't think I'm old enough to be a mentor yet. And I really didn't understand what that would look like or how would I do that. And so I always said no. And it was a few years back and I felt God say, I need you to say yes to mentoring uh, other people in leadership. And I felt and, and I was like, but God, no one's asking me anymore. Like that window, I felt kind of went and I said no. And now no one's asking me and you're telling me yes. And so I really had to pray about it and just go to God and be like, what do you mean by that? And honestly, I think I'll, I'll give people hope today because what happened next was so unprofessional, didn't have a marketing plan, had no budget behind it. Like literally I got on my Instagram account and just held the phone up. I think I was actually wearing my pajamas at the time. And I was like, hey, so if you're out there and you would like to get mentored, I'm thinking of starting this thing called The Collective. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone's interested, but just, you know, let me know. And that was as professional as it was. And overnight, we had over 100 applications. Wow. And I realized in that moment, I was like, okay, there is a hunger out there. Right. Mm-hmm. People feel like I need someone to help me on mm-hmm. the journey And they don't know who's available to it. Mm. And that was the beginning of what is now The Collective, which is about two and a bit years old. So it's really Mm -hmm. new. And it's been one of the sweetest things I've got to do where I get to sit and talk to women, mentor women, um, take them on a journey. Like I I didn't even know what I was going to teach them. You know, when you preach and teach all the time, you're like, I have so much content. And I felt God say, it's not going to be anything you preached on a platform. Wow. It's not going to be any of the messages that you've currently, you know, have got. It'll be something fresh I'm giving you mm-hmm. to give women, especially through the collective, women language to understand where they are. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're going through seasons and we just need someone to give us language. So we mm-hmm. don't think we're going crazy. Right. And that for me has been what the collective has become. I love that. I love that. And I love the word collective because um, I think you've heard, I, I think I've heard you say before that you kind of collect friends. I do. Like you, <laughs> you, that you go around and you collect friends, but not only are you a mentor and a coach and an encourager to thousands of women, but also church leaders, mm-hmm. right? And so your your relationship, your mentoring relationship goes well beyond even the women that you're mentoring in the collective, but also you collect friends in the yeah. body of Christ. Yeah. And I and, love that. And I think that's one of the things that I've realized, you know, like like people want, 
they want relationship, okay? And we can't be everyone's best friend. We can't Mm -hmm. sit and have dinner with everyone. But the collective, I wanted to make it like the first time I teach, like I'll give you a little insight. My first session with the women is, okay, like you are literally in my home via the Zoom. You're in my home. And in my home, I have certain rules. And one of them is don't bring your title, don't bring your badge. Like we're just going to hang together on this call. And I'm just going to help you. I just want to help you. I want to be a friend to you. And I think right from the beginning, I set the table where they don't feel taught, like in a way Mm -hmm. that's preachy, um, because they can get that from me in a different, you know, setting. This to me is like, let's sit at the table, let's have a conversation, let's talk about these things. So I teach, there's a a question and answer part that they can interact with Mm -hmm. me on. Like even this morning in your services, women that are on the collective came to service and Mm -hmm. I got to meet them, hug on them. And I just think it's just beautiful the way that God knows who we need in those Mm -hmm. seasons. Um, And so I think friendship is a really beautiful way of being able to mentor someone to Mm -hmm. say, hey, I want to be a friend to you spiritually. Mm -hmm. I want to come alongside you. I want to lift a little bit of the weight off your shoulder with some wisdom I can give you. And so for me, the collective has become that. It's like a family and a friendship. Women from business, women from church, Mm -hmm. women from different, all different backgrounds. But And then they've made friends with each other. Right. Because we provide an area where they can Mm -hmm. chat and connect and pray with each other and some of them now vacation together go on a holiday together it's crazy but I love that that's become a fruit of it I love that and that that's really a multiplication of who you are because you are such an encourager and a friend to so many in in the church world and church leadership Mm -hmm. and it's been really beautiful Um, you've spoken such words of encouragement over Todd and I personally Mm -hmm. and over our church at such pivotal times. Mm And um, when I think about you, I think about, you know, just Barnabas in scripture, Mm -hmm. that his name meant son of encouragement. Mm -hmm. You're such a a daughter of encouragement. You speak Mm -hmm. encouragement over people. And now through the collective, that's really multiplying. And, you know, um, again, I love just the idea of a collective because it it just speaks to community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in scripture, it's so clear that God created us for community. Mm -hmm. We were never supposed to try to walk the walk by ourselves to, to, you know, we're never going to fulfill our purpose outside our relationship with God and relationship with people. And the the body of Christ, the church, Mm -hmm. right? You're a local church girl. Mm -hmm. You know, you love the church. Mm -hmm. It is one of God's greatest Mm -hmm. gifts to us. It's part of the inheritance that he gave us. And yet, it can also be, you know, a source of right. of pain, and right. you know, when we're trying to walk out our calling, right. what God's, you right. know, what God's put in our hearts, and and it could be really easy to look at you and go, man, she's been planted in the same church for so many years. She's just had just a, you know, an army, of pe- a cloud of witnesses cheering her on every step of the way. <laughs> Has that been your journey? Definitely not. <laughs> I don't know who that girl is, but it's not this girl. No, I definitely had a journey where I. You know, I, it it was more discouraging than encouraging. I remember the first time I ever shared that I was so. So my church background was I was in a church where women had to wear a head covering to speak. Wow. Um. You know, we were not uh, to be in a title or in a role. Like like my father was in ministry, but for me to be in ministry would be nepotism. So that was out the wind. Like it was all that kind of mm-hmm. you know. Uh, belief system so but in there I knew God had called me but I didn't know what to because I couldn't Mm -hmm. see a way of serving the church or building the church because I felt so constrained in every area but I also didn't want to be disobedient Mm -hmm. and so I just had to walk that tension and I remember the first time that ever I announced I was going to take a Bible study I think I was like 19 or 20 at the time 
Um, and I was so nervous, like literally my hands were sweating, like my knees were shaking and it was just a Bible study. And it was just to a group of women that I announced it and three women that were way older than me that actually were elders' wives in the church wow. at the time. They all stood up and audibly booed me out loud and then said, if you're teaching, we're leaving and walked out the room. That was kind of my introduction wow. to what it feels like to step up as a woman in ministry and then what other women do in response. And I was wow. like, if I ever got an opportunity to change that script, mm -hmm. I would. And so for me, the collective is creating something that I never had. Yeah. I don't want my mm -hmm. daughter right. to ever feel right. she has the same problem I had that right. day. But the only way we eradicate that problem is by doing something. So I realized I couldn't say I want women to be empowered if I wasn't setting up communities mm -hmm. in which I could believe in them, encourage them, and empower them. So yeah, my journey was not that. <laughs> if you want to connect with some friends and dig deeper into the content from the podcast today, we've created a resource just for you. It's called Show Notes Plus. And Show Notes Plus gives you access to the notes from today's episode, discussion questions, key scripture verses, and links to additional resources, and even some devotionals. So make sure you click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on the chance to dive deeper. So that has impassioned you. It's like, you know, God yeah. does use does. some of the painful experiences we have in our past to yeah. impassion yeah. us for the platform that yeah. he's, he's given us. And mm -hmm. and I love that. It's yeah. just put such a love in your heart yeah. for other women in ministry yeah. to step up. And, you know, when I when I think about that, I, I think about just even though someone might not have someone audibly booing them, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of, you know, there, there are a lot of times that really walking out your calling in mm -hmm. ministry or your calling mm -hmm. as just a fully devoted mm -hmm. follower of Jesus, yeah. you know, and what God may have, may have put in your heart yeah. to do, that there's so many times that there are things that come along. You know, yeah. you had someone audibly booing, which yeah. I, I honestly can't get over that. It's just, it's so, you know, the picture is just, yeah, yeah. it's just so sad. That, yeah. 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 Um, but when I think about, you know, that there's so many things that can come along, it's it's amazing, really, honestly, that you were 19 years old, mm -hmm. that women you looked up to, mm -hmm. right, did not pave right. a way for you. And that could have taken you out. How did you separate, right? How did you separate the pain you were experiencing from the fact that, you know, that that this was the church? Like, it could have been mm -hmm. very easy to go, wow, this if this is what church is, and this is what church leadership mm -hmm. is, and be done with it. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we say, you know, that that even though the church, the church is God's perfect plan for us to fulfill our calling, mm -hmm. but it's made up of imperfect people. Right. And how did you separate that painful experience with just your love for the local church? Yeah, I think for me, I was like, you know, I, I there was a realization I can either let the problem you know, remain or mm -hmm. I can become part of the answer. Right. And part of the answer was not entering in to the dysfunction of the problem, but part of the answer was modeling something different. Right. I think a lot of people get caught, you know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs, you know, don't grab a dog by its ears like Madeline in someone else's quarrel. You know, when you grab a dog by its ears, that's not a good thing to do. It's going to bite you back. And the Bible's telling us when you get in a quarrel that's not your own, mm -hmm. like it'll bite you. And like there's part of that that was insecurity. There's part of that that was They'd not seen it modeled to themselves. Right. There was part of that that was just bitterness and, mm -hmm. and their pain. And I couldn't get involved in that. So to get involved in that, I would be fighting the wrong fight. I had to fight the right fight. Mm -hmm. And the right fight was to be courteous and to be kind and to be gracious and then model something different with right. my own life. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get on the soapbox to beat back 
and fight back at what right. they feel beat them and, f- and was fighting against them. But if we can not allow situations to do that to us, we can have the wisdom and the stature to actually build something from. I, I literally, this is hot off the press, literally just two days, like just yesterday and the day before, I started scribbling these notes down in my journal that have not even come out of my mouth. So I'm taking a risk. So come to, on, come on. Literally, I just, I'm forming these notes where I feel like God's giving me this word to help women understand have you ever been told as a woman, it's complicated? Mm-hmm. You're complicated. You're just complicated. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, help women realize they're not complicated, but they are complex. Right. Like we are complex. You know, if you're with a guy or like if I'm with my husband, it's like, well, this is the answer or this is the answer. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but there's a there's a complexity here where it's not that simple. And I think we're designed by God to actually enter complex complex situations and know how to navigate them. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, you can't just punch the person right. and walk off. Mm-hmm. You can't just say the your retaliation and walk away. And so I be, begin to figure this out with God, just the last, just wrestling in the word the last two days on my bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> like jotting us. I, I was thinking about, you know, it's complicated to be, to be an Esther. Mm-hmm. You're an orphan, but you also need to be a queen. Right. Like you have no kind of background to give you that training but then you're in the position where it's it's complex to be a Mary to deal with Joseph but then have the responsibility of Jesus mm-hmm. it's complex to be Elizabeth who whose husband's like we're calling the baby John and then the angel's like you'll be mute and you're caught between there's just a lot of women that were put in complex you know Ab- Abigail is married yeah. to Nabal he's a fool Right, And then the people are like, can you do something about this? Well, that's complex because he's my husband, but you also want me to help save you. Mm-hmm. So what does she do? She takes baking from her pantry and solves the problem. The other people will be like, well, we need to sit around a table and we need to have a conversation. You know, like, I think we're designed for complex and actually we're actually some of God's best helpers, which is what right. we were created to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam was made from the dust. We were more complex. Right. We came from a rib. A rib's complex. Mm-hmm. So I have this whole thing forming in my head that I know is becoming a message because I think I want to say to women, yes, we are put in complex scenarios, Mm -hmm. but we're wired by God to handle it differently because we're a helper. Right. And that's what I think in that scenario, even though I had no language for it, like I have language for it today, it was complex. The women's hurt was complex. The church telling me I had to have my head covered was complex. And I could enter that and go, well, it's too complicated. Or right. I could en- enter that and go, it's complex, but I believe by the Spirit of God, I'm a helper and I can navigate a way through. Mm-hmm. And I want to say to some women right now, you're in a situation, it's complicated. Maybe it's a family situation or a ministry situation, but you are graced by God to handle the situation because he's made you to understand complex. Mm-hmm. You understand. And I'm reminded, um, and this is the scenario that I'm writing in my own journal about right now, I'm reminded of Michael. You know, it was complex. She loved David with a passion. Yeah. But her passion was used for position. Right. Her own father used it against Mm -hmm. her. And in there, she allowed bitterness in the end to make her barren. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, but she had the position to make a difference, but it became, rather than her understanding how to deal with the complex, it became just complicated and she lost everything. And I think that's where we are. As I feel like I'm there as a woman all the time, Mm -hmm. as a parent, as a mother, as a ministry person alongside my husband. 
I'm yeah. like, this is complicated, mm-hmm. but I know how to handle complex, right, you right, know? I right. know how to be the wife. Right. Like, how do you be the wife, the lover, the wife, yeah. and the come alongside pastor? Mm-hmm. Right. It's complex. It is complex. And I, I think a lot of people get stuck there, but there is a grace for us, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah to know how to navigate yes. that but we need a community yes. of wise women mm-hmm. to help us navigate the complex yes. and give us language for the complex yes we need to navigate the complex yes so we don't have to become complicated exactly if we stay true you know exactly. to the simplicity of the gospel to be who we're, we're called, called to, to be, be to be who we are yeah front stage backstage yeah. right that if, if we don't allow the complexity to make us complicated, exactly. right? And I love exactly. that. Like, because the because the the truth is that the the complication mm-hmm. is the politics. Mm-hmm. But the but the 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 root was the passion. So like Michael had a passion, right? But it became political. Right. And it's the same with women in the church. Right. Mm-hmm. We have a passion to serve, mm-hmm. a passion to come alongside, a passion to help. Yeah. Like there's a passion there yeah. and then we've made it complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, the passions become political. Right. So we need women to navigate that space mm-hmm. that don't make it complicated mm-hmm. and don't right. make it weird right. and don't make it adversary, right. but know how to have language for the complex right. that makes it all that God needs it to be. Yeah, I, I think it does become complicated when you, I think you hit the word when it becomes an adversarial yes. situation. When we think from a um, from a, a barren mm-hmm. mindset, right, bitter, ins- the bitter yeah. insecure. Yeah. When we realize that, when, when we think about, um, when we think of things not in a, a generous, yeah. you know, but in a scarcity mindset. Right. And there's always that's again a, just the word collective. There's so many layers to yeah. it. Even in this, you know, a collective yeah. helps it not to be complicated. Exactly. It's like we. We were created for complexity. We were yeah. created to, for complexity. Yeah. We're, the only way we're going to do it yeah. is if we do it together. Exactly. And that's the simple yeah. truth. Sharing that wisdom sh- on the journey yes. and helping each other yes. out and, and and not hiding from the fact that it is, you know, it's it's multi-layered. That's why they mm-hmm. tell us we're great at multitasking and we're, we are mm-hmm. because right. we know how to deal with complex. Right. Right. You know, and I think that's just something as a collective I'm trying to create for these women to go, I hear you, I, I see you. Now let me give you language yes. so that you don't end up becoming complicated where mm-hmm. you don't need to be. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Hey, if you can't get enough of Charlotte, don't worry. We have part two of this incredible conversation coming next week, so stay tuned. And thank you so much for listening. You know, there are so many ways that you can spend your time, and I don't take it lightly that you choose to invest your time on the So Good Sisterhood podcast. We're gonna make sure that we link all of Charlotte's resources in the show notes, along with Doe's song, So Good, and we're gonna include a link to the collective. So we can't wait to hear from you in the days to come. We'll catch you next week on the So Good Podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, or leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. 